Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast. I am so glad you are here. This is Adam Peak. I am your host. You can find me at Packaging Pastor on TikTok or PackagingPastor.com. Listen, this show would not be made possible without some incredible companies and people, including you, our longtime sponsor, Specrite. Specrite wants you to imagine a world without waste. They were just named one of Fast Company's most innovative companies. That is incredible. Packaging is truly amazing. Go learn more at specrite.com, S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com. And also our newest sponsor, Spark Packaging. If you need contract to hire support or you're looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. You can go to Spark Packaging Inc. That's S P A R K P A C K A G I N G I N C dot com backslash hiring. And if you're like, I'm driving, I can't write that down. It's cool. It's in the show notes, anyways. Spark Packaging Inc. dot com backslash hiring. They're there to answer your questions, and a team member will reach out ASAP. Whether you talk to Specrite or Spark Packaging, whatever it is, or if you just go to my website, just let them know that I have sent you. Okay. How's that for, that's the shortest, most condensed version that I can get. I'm going to be coming out with some more member only premium content. I've been teasing this for a while. Uh, and make sure that you're signed up at my Substack page as well, building a community of packaging professionals who want to build online together. You can do that at packagingisawesome.com. Okay. Enough. It's been two minutes. Let's get to this next episode. Hey, everybody. I'm here on a Wednesday with Jason Friday. You've never heard that before, have you? Never. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I assumed. I assumed that I was the first. Uh, and uh, here on the People of Packaging podcast. And so, Jason, uh, why don't you do a quick introduction on you know who you are and uh, where, you're, where you're at in the world? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on here. Um, excited to have a conversation with you about packaging. Uh, I'm Jason Friday, one of the co-founders of Bar You Eat. We make granola bars that have all natural ingredients, um, really high quality stuff. And then we are also the first bar company in the world to have BPI certified compostable packaging. So love it. Yeah, Obviously, we're, we're going to get into that, right? Um, oh, yeah. Because uh, I, I think that's how we connected. I don't remember which social platform it was on where I read about that, but I was like, oh, that's cool. I need to reach out to, uh, to Jason and, and have a conversation about it. So we're going to get into that. Um, but, uh, and you're in Steamboat Springs, correct? Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Perfect. It, Steamboat is one of my favorite places in the whole world. Um, if you've never been to Steamboat, don't move there, uh, but you should go visit. <laughs> Definitely, um, yeah, it's it's the best. It's actually where my wife and I went on our honeymoon. Was in Steamboat. So, oh, no way. Yeah, we're both from uh, from Colorado Springs, and then um, at the time we're living in Fort Collins because we got married right after we went to Colorado State. So, there's a little bit of my Colorado love. Everyone knows how much I love the Harvard or the Rockies, uh, which is CSU, as everyone is well aware. Nobody, nobody calls it that still, but I'm going to keep saying it until someone's like, oh, the Harvard of the Rockies. And I'm going to be like, yes, 
<laughs> the, the Colorado State University Rams. Um, and what what was have you, did you grow up there? Like, how did you end up in Steamboat? That's a interesting place for somebody to to land and say, "This is where we're going to start our start our company." Well, uh, that's kind of if you want to get into our origin story of Bar you yeah. a little bit. Um, so it all started out when I was two years old, kind of. So my, my best friend and co-founder, he grew up right across the street from me. And uh, after college, he was kind of a world traveler. And um, he ended up guiding in Iceland for a couple of years as like a mountaineering guide and kayak guide. And he always took a bar with him on all of his uh, expeditions that was made by a local cafe. And um, it always kind of stuck in his mind. And so when he finally settled down in Steamboat Springs, he has family who, who's lived here since probably the 80s and just always visited as a kid. So he ended up here, I want to say, eight to 10 years ago. Um, he was pretty unhappy with all the bars that were on the shelves in the supermarket. They all had added oils, preservatives, all that bad stuff. And so he started making his own kind of inspired by this bar in Iceland. And um, fast forward a few years and with enough pressure from myself and friends and family, he decided to uh, make it make it a business and kind of sell his bars on the side. And then he kept on hitting me up for design advice and marketing stuff. And I was like, hey, if we're going to do this, why don't we just do it together? You know, we're great friends and uh, you've been asking me for one too many favors and let's just, <laughs> go, and, let's just go into it together. And um, yeah, so that's that's how how we started and how I ended up here because I was in um, in Virginia, just outside of D.C., where where we grew up. And Sam pulled me out here and financially tied me to the place by uh, starting this company together. And ever since then, we've been uh, growing Bar You Eat. I love it. When did when did the company start? Uh, October 2019. Okay, perfect. So just in time for the entire world to change. Just in time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and so currently, you know, so we're two, what? No, three, three and a half years in, right? Um, yep. From the time that you started, has it been? I got to imagine it was it was challenging already to move and start a business and and then you have the pandemic and you know I'm, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff that's in there but fast forward now you know how where where do people get your product and um how how's it going i guess would be maybe even a better question right like um obviously you're you're fulfilling your bucket list to be on a packaging podcast like everyone has yeah. so uh but outside of that like everything seems to be moving along pretty well and you guys are happy yeah. with your growth. Yeah, we're, we're growing. I will say, you know, starting, starting a business right before a global pandemic was interesting, but it wasn't too bad because our over, our overhead was extremely low. We didn't invest a lot of money initially into the company, but we want to grow it kind of organically from the start and just see where it went. And, um, that was great for the first year or two, but I think what, what really kind of stunted our growth trajectory was the fact that we couldn't do in-store sampling and we couldn't, um, you know, get, get into all the grocery stores and get our bars into people's hands for free. 
and get them to try them. Cause once we, once we get people trying our bars, they're, they're hooked. But, um, so that, that really kind of stunted our natural, natural growth trajectory those first two years. But now that we're, we're out of the pandemic for the most part, and we're able to get back to the normal swing of things. Um, it's a lot easier for us to, to get our product out there and into people's hands. And we're in nearly 400 retailers across around 30 different states. Our biggest um, chain is Natural Grocers. And then we have a bunch of places all around the Front Range in Denver and uh, just quickly growing. Um, the, the Rockies and California, Texas and Chicago are pretty much our main um, main markets, but they've been insanely good to us. And um, we're, we're really stoked that people believe in us and and like our stuff. It always yeah. feels good when, when we get those good comments back and they're like, oh yeah, best bars ever. And we're like, yeah, we did something right. I love it. And you know, I, lo- I love the name of the company. Uh, just maybe a few minutes on naming, like I, I have five kids, right? Like naming a child is... <laughs> is a process to go through. I got to imagine that naming a company, maybe it just came to you because it, it's, it's such a clever, descriptive, it's, it's a name that stands out, right? Like, Hey, this is a bar that you, you eat. And yeah, it's literally what you do. It seems, it seems like, like, Oh man, I, I got to imagine, was there a moment where you're like, we should call it bar you eat. And then you're just like, like, surely that's taken. And then you go and you're like, no, no one's thought of this. This is you great. Know, we- we did think it would be taken, but it's funny because the the story of our name goes a little bit deeper than just being a bar that you literally eat. I mean, I think it's it's a good descriptor of what we are because we use only simple whole ingredients, but um, we're actually named after a chairlift here at, on Steamboat Ski Resort, and it is the oldest chairlift on the mountain that's still running, and that chairlift is called Bar U.E., which is named after a cattle brand from one of the fan founding families of steamboat from their ranch. So it's cut. It kind of has like this multi-layered yeah. to it where it's like, yeah, it's a bar that you literally eat, but it's also named after a lift on steamboat, which is where we're from. And then the origin story of steamboat springs itself so we we always try to tie ourselves back to the community that we live in and try to contribute back to to them as much as we can that's great i mean it it's so cool to hear because i i did not know that part of it right um Mm -hmm. i just was like this is a great name because it just it's i I like descriptive names that you don't Mm -hmm. have to really think about um but but to also then tie it into your local community is cool uh, so let's dig in here. We're, we're nine minutes into an interview and this is a packaging podcast. So, uh, you are the world's first BPI certified packaging, compostable packaging bar company. Did I get all that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that part of like, was, was that your, always your vision for, your for your bar wraps was like we're gonna this is what we're gonna be and and i'm guessing you had to go through some iterations in order to get there and some certifications you you mentioned bpi right there's a certification for that um was that part of it or was that something that you you iterated on as you were going through over the last three and a half years no that's that's a hundred percent part of who we are 
when we when Sam and I founded Bar U Eat, a big part of it was that we wanted to be a values driven company. So wanted to contribute to our community, make sure that we had whole natural ingredients, and also not contribute more waste to the planet. So, um, big part of the reason why Sam wanted to make his own bars is because you know I'm a bar addict, Sam's a bar addict, and when you buying bars all the time you're generating tons and tons and tons of waste and most uh bar wrappers out there they're either plastic or some multi-layered material that you can't even recycle so we didn't want to contribute to any of the waste and very early on we started out with craft stand-up pouches we added four bars to to one single stand-up pouch and they claimed that they were compostable and they're kind of like the off the shelf compostable packaging. And we were hand stamping all of them and using uh, compostable um, stickers on the back for the labels. And we got to the point where we were like, one, the user experience is terrible. All the bars stick together in the stand up pouches. So we need to move away from this. And, and two, we had no idea what the origin of any of the, uh, materials that went into making the the stand-up pouches were and we thought we could do better we didn't know how it would compost if it was home compostable or industrial or if it would even be good for the environment or turn into usable compost at the end so kind of in our packaging journey we moved over to um, some better um, compostable packaging uh that had individually wrapped bars and those were all plant-based so all the materials are from fsc certified sustainably managed forests so uh it's wood pulp and corn and then um but it wasn't bpi certified so we couldn't confirm that it would break down into a non-toxic material if you composted it so mm-hmm. fast forward another year and we finally switched over and, and figured out the the right packaging for us and we were able to set up our own manufacturing facility and figure out how to make uh all the packaging work on our our machinery okay so you guys are manufacturing it yourselves You're, you don't have a, a yeah co-packer or a contract manufacturer okay so that that was a big part for us um pretty much every co-packer that we talked to they're like, we can't run your your packaging because uh, we have to slow it down too much. And uh, we can't use your current formula. We have to add oils or preservatives or whatever to it because it makes manufacturing easier. So we were like, well, that that's not who we are as a company. We were founded to, to do things the right way. Yeah. So we decided to figure all that out ourselves. But the, the major drawback with... Um, our plant-based compostable packaging is that we have to slow the um, slow the machinery way down because it takes a longer dwell time to yep. properly seal it. So we're able to get it up to 80 bars per minute. We're hoping to, to up that quite a bit um, as the technology and our learning kind of increases with this. But typically you're looking for 300 to 500 bars per minute if you're a large-scale manufacturer or co-packer and is it um well i was i I try to stay out of like the packaging nerdery side of me sometimes but i'll ask like um so i'm guessing is is it heat seal 
or are you guys yeah. trying to do okay um so on that note i guess uh, so uh, two questions number one so the bpi certification you had mentioned you know you you were i, I love the journey that you have been on and that you're staying on right it's like you're you're never you're never really satisfied it seems like right like you're like okay we got here but now can we get to 300 bars per minute instead of 80 and what does that look like um it, it ha so did the certification come through for home compostable or for industrial compostable it's industrial compostable and there's actually no third party certification in the US for home compostable right uh, there's just too much variation in um the types of home composters there are but there's there's some cool products out there that are um, making home compostability for products like ours a much, much more accessible and much more safe to, to turn packaging into usable compost. So, well, I'm going to order some bars and I'm going to, I've got a Lomi and I'll, uh, I'll throw them in there and I can, we'll, uh... I can confirm that it works. All right. I love it. I'll make a, I'll make a fun TikTok video. Those seem to go, uh, those seem to go well. Uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I had heard that about the home compostable. Is it, um, I, I, admittedly like compostable packaging is not an area that I'm like a, a proficient expert in. Um, mm -hmm. is it Austria that has, is it, they have a, they have a test, I think. Is it T, uh, TUV? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And they do have a home composting certification. So got it. BPI is working on on a home composting certification, but they're probably a year or two out. And Got it. When they do come out with that, you could uh, you could pretty much guarantee that we'll be we'll be right in in line to to get that certification. And I think the thing that's important for people to to realize about packaging, and is especially with something like like a bar wrapper, which is nobody really wants bar wrappers to get out into the wild, right? Like that's, that's not something we, they don't, we don't want them to be littered or whatever it is. Um, but there's also only certain amounts that you can control of like what ends up in the environment mm -hmm. and having a wrapper that is going to break down into, you know, kind of naturally occurring um, uh, elements. If it does end up there is, is, is a, for, for as a brand owner and as a consumer is like, I don't want this to be there. I'm going to take all the necessary steps that I can to make sure that it doesn't. But even if it does, I know it's going to break down into something that's, that's non-toxic and non-harmful. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a, it's something that I think it's missed in the, and I'm sure you've gotten caught up. I don't know if like people come after me when I post stuff about compostable packaging, about all the negatives. And I'm like, listen, I can tell you what's wrong with everything. I can yeah. literally tell you a problem with every form of packaging. So there's nothing that's perfect right now. Right. Yeah. Um, but that is one of them that, that I think does get missed, which is not everything ends up in, you know, industrial composters, not everything ends up in recycling, not everything ends up in the landfill. Yeah. And it's good to know that when you are creating your bars and you're eating your bars, that in the unlikely and hopeful, hopefully unlikely event that it does, it's still going to be non-harmful. Yeah. And one of the things I love to, to tell people is that our packaging is made from renewable sources that are sustainably managed. So even if you don't compost it, 
and it ends up in a landfill, you're still doing better than using petroleum-based um, wrappers, plastics, because uh, it'll still break down. So all compostable packaging is also biodegradable. So biodegradable just means that it'll break down, it'll turn into innocuous material. So it'll neither do good nor harm to the environment. But the, the main thing is that, you know, it'll break down. Um, unlike plastic, where it'll just turn into microplastics, get into the air, water, all sorts of things. So you're automatically doing better if you go with a plant-based compostable package and do nothing with it than you are if you um, go with an alternative. How was the uh, testing on like the, the, the film properties? Um, I have to imagine that there were, there were some, you probably had a few sleepless nights, right? Like trying to find the right film that would make sure that your packaging fulfilled its, its primary responsibility, which is to deliver the product in, in such a way for a bar, right? Like as fresh as possible. So the consumer will love it and delight in it. Like you said, as soon as they get the, get them, they're hooked, right? Like, um, and so I guess, is it, is it maybe, is there some, is there a component of your bars that's like, yeah, actually the way that we make our bars from these whole ingredients and everything like means that the barrier property was less important than bars that are made with other ingredients or cause that, that was the other thing that I've heard about, about mm-hmm. compostable films is like, shelf yeah, life. it's great, but the shelf life is not good. And, you know, so I maybe kind of speak to that experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a major, major drawback of, of, um, compostable packaging as well. Um, we get a nine month shelf life out of our, our packaging. And so we're kind of fortunate that our bars have a similar shelf life because we don't use any preservatives or oils right. or anything. So we've kind of married the two to, to have the same shelf life so that um, it's not too bad for us. But, you know, ideally in the CPG industry, you would have a 12 month, 12 to 16 month shelf life to, get through distribution and make sure you have sell through and, um, all that. So, you know, it, it's definitely a drawback and, um, as the compostable and plant-based packaging technology kind of increases and we have more people investing in it and more companies like ourselves using it, there's going to be more money that can be poured into improving the technology and getting better and getting a better shelf life so that, the big giants like Nestle can um, justify using this kind of packaging. Yeah, for sure. And, and you make a really great point, right? Uh, and that's kind of why I was, I was asking, as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe because of you're not using unnatural preservatives to preserve your bars, maybe, maybe the bar only necessitates a certain shelf life that compostable packaging can, can match with. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, 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 I actually never had that thought until right at this moment when we were talking, cause I was like, that's the thing that people keep pushing back on one of the things, right? I mean, obviously there, there's cost in, in relative to value and, and all of that stuff. We don't need to get into that, but that the barrier properties, the oxygen and the, and the moisture, uh, properties that seemed to be the thing that I, I had heard the most pushback on, but yeah. to your point, right? Like, 
like, yeah, but obviously it'd be better, but your, your bars don't, because of the way that you make them, they're, they're made with all those ingredients and, and all natural ingredients. It wouldn't, there wouldn't be a lot of point in, in, in doing that right now. Right. Like I'm like, it, I just love, I love this part about your story, Jason, which is, um, that you all are, you, you just seem like a company that's going to like do what you say you're going to do. Right. Like that, that's the definition of integrity, right. That you're like, no, we're, we're going to be about these values and it's not going to be perfect, but we're just going to keep going. And, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. Right. So I think a lot of people stop because they're like, oh, this isn't, this isn't a perfect solution. Okay. But they won't, they're not helping to move the needle forward by not pushing progress. And I just love that uh, you, it, what's your co-owner, co-founder's name? Uh, Sam. Sam. So Jason and Sam, best friends since two years old. Um, actually, I, my best friend since I was like four, I'm still really, really close with. We didn't start a company together, but uh, same thing, like lived on my street, went to preschool together, college roommates. Like there's not a whole lot of people that can have that in their lives. So I think that's great. Uh, that that not only do you have it, but now you get to live in this really cool town, making really dope products, helping to create good nutrition and helping to save the planet. Um, dude, I think it's great, Jason. Any you. uh, any kind of parting words here from uh, from you, or you know, you can shamelessly plug anything you want or correct uh, anything that I said that was inaccurate, like whatever you want. I'll give you. No, no, um, you know. Check us out, baryoueat.com. We we sell online, ship everywhere in the U.S. And um, yeah, take a look into plant-based compostable packaging. I think it's only going to improve as time goes on. Um, and hopefully we can all get to a point where it's the status quo. I think the, the industry needs it. We need to cut down on our waste. And hopefully we can get there. We would love to be the catalyst to help anyone uh, get there. So give me a shout out on LinkedIn through our website, wherever. And I am more than ha happy to help anyone out and uh, switching over to plant-based compostable packaging because I think we need to. Your your uh, your film provider is like, man, Jason is our best salesperson. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. We work very closely with them and they are they are amazing. So I love it. I love it. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the recording, but let's hang out because I had I had a few questions for you. Uh, so don't so don't leave. Um, but uh, really appreciate it. Thanks again. Everyone, go to b a r u e a t dot com. Did I get that right? Got it. All right, baruieat.com. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Adam. Hey, congrats! You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.